Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and welcome to even more of The Entrepreneur's Mindset. So this is like the third part of The Entrepreneur's Mindset, the thing that by a factor of five, as voted for in my communities, that people wanted me to talk about the most on my podcast on the audio and video version. So thanks for tuning in if you're live, and if you're listening, we have four things to cover, scarcity or abundance thinking, resourcefulness, creativity, and the value of those and comparing them to money, mastery of your emotions, which is something we're all working on all the time and I've had to work on hard this week, and then I'll let you know the fourth one at the end of this video or audio. All right, so scarcity or abundance thinking. So I think a lot of people think that because they've not seen it yet, it can't be done. And when a lot of people say to you, it can't be done, what they actually mean is, they don't know how, or they don't want you to, or they've never seen or done it before. But it doesn't mean you can't. Let's take, for example, a simple analogy that we're all relevant, probably interested in, and that's being a millionaire. Now, being a millionaire is statistically pretty hard. I think that there's 99.984% of the population Don't quote me on my own quote, but I did that research for Life Leverage. So about 98.984% of the population of the world are not millionaires. So statistically, you'd have to say that's a scarcity thing. Hmm. Something to think about. You know, there are not many at all. There are 0.016 or something like that percentage of the population of the world are millionaires. But numerically, there are millions of millionaires. Because 0.0014 or whatever it is, it's in my book, Life Leverage, the exact percentage. I should know, really, shouldn't I? (laughs) Whatever the exact percentage is, is of 7 billion people. And if you were to work that out, that might be 15 million. That might be even more million millionaires. And you're one person. So could you, if you wanted to, if you worked at it, if you worked hard and smart, if you leveraged, if you were strategic, if you were a visionary, if you got resources and creativity and resourcefulness and team and kept studying and growing and taking on feedback, if you carried on doing those things for long enough, could you be one of those 15 or 20 or 30 or however many million millionaires? Of course you could. Of course you could. So in a way, we have to not compare ourselves to statistics. Because if you think of anything, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, raise a son who's good at golf and, you know, statistically, to be in the top 1,000 at golf is 0.0001% or something like that. But does that mean that I believe that he can't? No, because there are a 1,000 people who have. And there are thousands before and thousands before and thousands before. So everything that anyone has become successful at, anything, they have been in the 0.0014%. So it's kind of normal when you're extraordinary at something, which we all are extraordinary at something, to be in the very small minority. So do you have an abundant mentality, thought process, where, yes, it's a very small percentage, but it's a very high number. And if it's something that you do long enough, you can do it. 
Or do you have a scarcity thought process? Like, for example, with properties, you know, you go and do some viewings and you've done 50, 60, 100 viewings maybe and you made a few offers and you haven't got any deals and you're like, oh, there are no discounted deals out there. Whereas there are thousands and thousands of investors all over the country getting discounted deals every day because every day there's people in bad debt and every day there's people getting divorced and every day there's people relocating and all the other reasons why people would sell their properties at a discounted price. So the scarcity mindset comes from feeling like there's never enough. But there's infinite resources on this planet. There's infinite of pretty much anything and everything. So I think if you have an infinite resource, abundant mindset around being an entrepreneur, business, money, progression, you know, whatever it is you want to succeed in your life, I think that serves you well, even though statistically you're one of the crazy ones. But hey, I love you for being a crazy one. Okay, the next thing then is resourcefulness and creativity and what they really are and what they're more useful than. So I think a lot of people say, oh, well, if I just had a bit more money or if I just had a bit more time, you know, if I just had all my ducks in a row, then I'd be dangerous. Okay, we all say that, but none of us have that ever. And people think that if they just had a bit of money to start their business, then, you know, it'd be easier. But when you have money that you put into a business or an investment, what you really have is resourcefulness and creativity because the money replaces the resourcefulness and the creativity. I'm not saying, hey, go and give all your money away and be completely skinned and therefore you can't put any money into properties or deals or businesses. But most of the people I've met are self-made who are successful and therefore they didn't have money when they started. So they had to be resourceful and they had to be creative. They had to pitch to people, you know, they had to get people to believe in their vision. You know, they had to go and create deals and make deals happen and make partnerships happen and go and take that to a market or take that to a business angels or take that to a venture capitalist. And, you know, you don't need money to do all that. And when you have money, you rely on the money. But when you don't have the money, you rely on the resourcefulness or creativity. Now, every human being has resourcefulness and creativity. Every human being. I've done podcasts on it before, like how to be creative, especially for those who think they're not creative. Now, if I challenged you to go and give all your money away and you had one month to raise, I don't know, a million quid or the two people you love the most in the world you'll never see again, you'd go out and do it. You'd make it happen. You'd be hounding everybody. You'd be like, where do I go to raise the money? Who are the people I go and pitch money to? What do I need to do to get their money? Show me the right kind of business plan. Give me the right kind of business plan. Chase, 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 nag, 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 right, I've got a good business plan, right, who are the people I have to go to who's got the money, right, I'm going to go where they are, I'm going to stalk them, I'm going to hang out with them, I'm going to pitch at them, they blow me out, I'm going to pitch again a bit better, they blow me out, I'm going to pitch again, I got the money, I won on day 29, you would do that, you'd be resourceful, you'd be persistent, but these comforts that we have, and sometimes they're illusions, but these comforts of, you know, just having enough money, and, you know, things not quite being painful enough, and doing okay, they often are barriers to the most valuable of human skills, which, like I would like to repeat, is resourcefulness, creativity, and persistence, and that kind of thing. So many people who are watching and listening all over the world probably aren't a millionaire yet. And so just make sure that you don't let money and comfort get in the way of the skills that you require, because you don't need money. You don't need a you know, really rich family. You don't yet need to have all your ducks in a row. You don't need to have 15, 20 years experience in the field that you're in. Because creativity, resourcefulness, persistence, you know, the grit, you know, all these things that people talk about, you know, they are human qualities. Everybody's got them. Now, here's the thing. Let's say you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever it is that you want. And you're not quite where you want to be yet. Well, why don't we parallel universe look at something that you've mastered? So you might be amazing at yoga. You might be a black belt martial artist. I don't know. You may be super fit, really healthy, have really good discipline around your diet. Now, you've mastered that and you've had times when you've been resourceful. 
You've had times when you've been creative. You know, maybe you couldn't afford you know, a huge amount of food and you couldn't afford to go to the best gym, but you got creative. And I don't know, maybe you got a second-hand set of kettlebells on eBay and you started swinging them around in your garden and you were able to buy good kind of foods that didn't cost a lot of money. And maybe you got in touch with people who were the go-to thought leaders in their various industries and you didn't have quite enough money to pay for them to mentor you. So you managed to get in touch with them and get a few questions and answers from them. You got resourceful, you got creative. And that thing that you're really good at You've endured the challenges along the way. And linking back to my last question, you had an abundance belief and a belief that you can do it even though most people don't and even though you never have before. So you've done it in every area that you're successful at. Now what you have to do is have that same mentality around the thing that you follow me to get better at, whether it's business, property, or making more money. What are you really good at? What are you better at than most people that you know? You need to honor your greatness. What do other people look up to you in? What have you solved a lot of problems and challenges in that other people would find difficult? You're almost like mentoring yourself or you're almost role modeling what you've done in another area. Because if you can do it in one area, you can do it in every area because every area, there's a system and a process to get good at it. And actually, they're probably pretty similar across most disciplines, certainly for property, for business, for making money, for personal development, for your own mindset. There are transmutable things like getting good mentors, like sticking good information in your ears, you know, podcasts, live feed videos, audio books. Okay, next then is mastery of your emotions. O-M-G-R-O-F-L. Now, this one is something that I'm convinced we're all battling at. Many people subscribe and follow me all around the world on my podcasts and videos. And a lot of what I cover is dealing with your own demons and your mindset and psychology. And, and I've always felt pretty good about myself, my self-worth, that it's something that I can do well and I've learned to do. And I've certainly there were times in my life 11 years ago where I couldn't do it well at all. But even this week, I've had many challenges. I've had three sleepless nights. I've had all sorts of challenges with this. So the thing about mastering your emotions is it's, you know, like bathing, like breathing, like eating. It's a daily exercise. It's something that you're always working on. When you think you've mastered it, then you'll get a challenge. You'll get blindsided. Something happened this week. I could not have planned for it in a million years. Now, it's nothing major, but it's still something that's major to me that I've had to deal with. So it's always a constant thing. And, you know, some people think they can go on one course and then that course is going to make them a millionaire and they don't need to go on another course or read one book. No, no, no. It's something that we do every day. You want to meet great people every day. You want to feed your mind every day. You want to learn. You want to grow through challenges. You want to have obstacles to defeat. You want to have some big victories and some bad defeats. You know, you want to constantly learn new things. You want to remind yourself of some of the things you thought you knew, but you didn't get right. You know, I planned as much as I could for Bobby's World Championship, but I made some major mistakes. Teeing him up on the mats with a tee that was too high for his pitching wedge lost him quite a few shots each round. Also, every other kid had an eight iron and a six iron and a lob wedge, and Bobby didn't have those clubs, so he didn't have the right tools. And I thought I'd planned as much as I could to be the best caddy I could for him. And I only got this revelation now, not sleeping, thinking about it all night. Ah, oh, you know, oh, bad daddy, bad caddy. So mastering your emotions. Now, this is something I'm always learning because I think we're always learning. And I think that you can have a handle on your emotions for a while, and then something will happen and it'll disrupt you a bit. And then you've got to relearn what you thought you learned or you've got to go and learn some new skills or the problem is a bigger manifestation of a problem and therefore it's more emotionally extreme for you. Now, what I find is having great counsel, having good people to talk to about your challenges, having great mentors, sharing your challenges and discussing it and discussing it with people who have a similar mindset to you and also a different mindset to you 
and getting feedback from other people rather than holding it all in and stewing it all in and rather than trying to do it on your own. I think that that really helps. Now, what you don't want to do publicly is have a bit of a breakdown or a bit of a flip out. But I think it's okay to be vulnerable. I think it's okay to share some of your weaknesses and some of your mistakes and reach out to people for help. And a lot of people don't reach out for help. And that's something that I've definitely had challenges with, either where I was too worried about how they would judge me 11 or 12 years ago, or maybe two or three years ago when I perceived that people kind of looked up to me in certain areas. And so in that area, I couldn't show any weakness or vulnerability. I think that they're both mistakes. And, you know, we're all in this together, learning, doing the best we can with what we know. We're all human. We're perfect. We're imperfect. We make loads of mistakes. You know, they say, oh, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, but never make the same mistake twice. I think that's a delusion, a naive fantasy. It's nice to go for it. But, you know, we make mistakes over and over and over and over. I was just thinking about sometimes I can be a bit of a pushy person. You know, maybe on my team, I can be a bit relentless to them. I can be a bit relentless to myself. I'm always expecting more of myself. And it's right to say, oh, I need to calm down on that. You know, I can be a bit like that with Bobby with this golf. But if I'm honest, looking at myself in the mirror and being really honest about who I am, I'm going to do that again. 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 And it's not that like I'm intending to push people too hard. But Steve Jobs pushed people so hard that they succeeded in areas they didn't believe. So mastery of your emotions. I think some fundamentals also in this are make sure that you get help. Make sure that you don't publicly lose the plot. Make sure that you take a deep breath or sleep on how you feel. Don't make rash decisions. Don't publicly knock people down or beat people up or get into heavy debates or arguments that you might regret because you know once the emotion has subsided and the logic kicks in often you know you have those regrets I don't know if you've ever sent an email in a fit of rage you get an email which was one line and just because it didn't have a smiley face on it you're like right you you're gonna get it and you get the email out and you start smacking the keys and you're having this massive argument with them in your head not for real and you send this email in a pipe and they smoke it And then half an hour later, when the emotion's gone, the recall button doesn't work. You're like, what have I just done? You know you've done that. We've all done that. We've all done that in a car when someone's cut us up on the motorway instead of inviting them in politely because, hey, we're all trying to do the best with what we know. But it's a constant thing we're always working on. So great audiobooks, great podcasts, talking to people who you look at and you think, wow, you're very serene. Wow, you're very spiritual. Wow, you're very calm. Wow, you're very patient. These are all things that I am not. And I'm trying my best to work on them because I know they'll have benefit to me in my life. But it's okay to say I'm not great at those. And what I want to do is follow and study people who are like that and learn from them and how they do it. But then those people look at me, maybe they look at me as energetic and passionate and relentless and persistent and all those things, which maybe they are not as much. Okay, you're not born this way. And what you do and who you are isn't set in stone. You Your emotions, your decisions, your strategies, the world, the universe, money is pliable. Now, the titans of wealth, the wealthiest people over the last 6,700 years that I've been fortunate enough to spend 11 years studying and had mentors who studied them even more than me, the people who had the billions in the world, they had this sense that the world was pliable, that money was pliable, i.e. they could ethically, elegantly manipulate it. You know, it was moldable. It was something that they could control and influence at a vast scale. And I really believe that to be true. Whether it's you do it in a spiritual way or a persistent, relentless way, the results that you want 
are pliable. The amount of money you want to attract, the amount of customers you want, how big you want to grow your team, how many hours you want to work. It's pliable. It's moldable. It's something that you can control and you can influence and you can tweak and you can direct. And a lot of people say, oh, well, I can't do it because it's like that or the market's like that or that's just the way it is. And they are defeated, defeatist statements. So be very careful when you say to yourself, I can't do that. That's just the way it is. The market won't let me charge anymore. All those absolute statements which make you a victim and take you out of control of making this and um, moulding your result. Be careful about what you say to yourself because the world, your reality and your results, you can mould into any form you choose as long as it's obviously physically and physiologically possible. You know, I'm not going to say that someone who's two foot six is going to be the best NBA basketball player. Still could be great. Um, but anything that seems to be physically and humanly possible is something that you can do too. I was born this way. It's just a statement I really want to shake people out of. Yes, I was born with a ginger beard. But I can still change that with a bit of just for me, if I so choose. Or I can shave it off, if I so choose. Anyway, hope you found this useful, but stay with me. I just want to sum up the 15 points I've done on all parts. So go back and listen to the second part and the first part. So they are the entrepreneur's mindset, more of the entrepreneur's mindset, even more of the entrepreneur's mindset. So point one was the plight that you're on, someone has started, endured and grown through and so can you. Hunt them down, do what they did. Second thing, take full and personal responsibility. Have extreme ownership. Never, ever, ever blame. Always, always give the credit away. And if anything happens, it's no one else's fault. It's yours. Roll up your sleeves, sort it out. The third one is test fast and small to de-risk big problems and also to get yourself moving rather than having to wait and get all your ducks in a row. Number four, net worth is self-worth plus network. So work on your network and yourself and your net worth will increase. Number five, you're the easiest person to lie to. So take yourself out of the equation. Get a personal trainer, get a coach, get a mentor, read and listen to books, have accountability groups, be in masterminds. Take yourself out of the equation because if you let yourself off the hook, well, it's just easy to do. Don't do it. Get yourself out of the equation. It's easier to get yourself out of the equation than it is to coach yourself. And then number six, be a problem solver. You don't have to know the solution to the problem. You just have to want to solve it. And then part two, which is be it till you see it rather than fake it till you make it. The legacy that you want to leave and the person you want to become, be it and live it every day towards your legacy rather than thinking that, oh, well, when I've done X or when I'm at Y, then I'll be good enough. What you're struggling with, you can learn a solution to and learn through it is the next one. The next one is the past doesn't dictate the future. So don't take all your baggage from the past into the future. Every day is a new opportunity. The next one, only ever compare yourself to who you were, not who you want to be, and not by depedestalizing yourself below your mentors, heroes, and gurus. So if you're going to compare yourself to anyone, it's for inspiration because I want to have that trait, not because I want to be that person. And also look at where I was two years ago. I was going down KFC licking people's fingers. I was picking fat butts off the floor and smoking them two years ago. And now look at me. I've got half a property. All right, so you haven't quite got what you want yet, but you're better than where you were. So you want to be lifting yourself up, not putting yourself down. And then your biggest fears really happen. So don't let them consume you. But at the same time, your fears are there to serve you, to help you grow and to give you wise feedback. All right, and of course, I've covered part three, scarcity or abundance thinking, which one do you, on the scales of balance, which ones do you more scarce or more abundant? And there are infinite resources on this planet. There's infinite money. There's more than enough money for us all to be multimillionaires. Are you using your resourcefulness, your creativity, 
Or are you relying on outside factors like, oh, I need more money, oh, I need more time, or oh, I need more help? Mastering your emotions is a daily thing that we work on, like breathing and eating and going to the gym, keep working on it. You want to get the emotion away so that you're using logical-based decisions before you make big decisions or communicate with people. And remember, you're not born in any way a victim or someone who can't do something. And don't let the external, the world's that way, the market's that way, dictate your decisions because the world and your results are pliable and moldable into anything that you want. All right, so on the 27th of July, and in case you didn't know it already, and I know you did, is the launch of my new audiobook, Money. Now, I was just having a look on Audible, and it's number eight in business bestseller already. It's not even launched. It's got, what, two weeks left. So something crazy is happening. I'm intending to donate all the profits. Well, I say intending, I'm going to, but I'm just currently setting up the foundation, so I've got to be careful saying it right. But once the foundation is set up, I'll be donating all of the profits from the audio and the physical book money to my new foundation, which is to help people across the globe become more financially educated and therefore wealthy, especially underprivileged people, third developing world, and children. I've got loads of bonuses if you grab an audio copy of money. All you have to do is show me the receipt in this thread or private message me, two tickets to a brand new Make, Manage and Master Money event. I've been working on the agenda for the last two months. We have got some great speeches, some great lineups. I've got the seven levels of investing, got all the different ways to manage money well so that you don't necessarily have to earn any more, but you can make a lot more with what you're already getting. I've probably got a Bitcoin and cryptocurrency keynote speaker. I'm doing a keynote speech. I'm doing two talks I've never done before. I've got three millionaire friends and one billionaire we're negotiating with at the moment to be a keynote speaker at this event. Never done it before. It's brand new. It's not a repurpose of all the same talks you might have heard before. So I'm very excited about this event and some other special bonuses too. So get your copy and then share it on your wall and share it with the world because let's make a difference. At the end of the day, everybody deserves to be rich. It is your right. It is also your responsibility to create wealth for yourself and then go and give it and share it to others. And when I had this scarce view of money where I could never make enough and it was bad to make money, I wasn't just letting myself down. I was letting the rest of the world down. I was letting everyone else I knew down because if I didn't have money, I was a drain on everyone else because I had to borrow money from this person. This person had to buy me around. This person had to pay for this for me. My mom and dad had to pay for that for me. So whilst I had this phobia of money and you know wanting to focus on money was a real bad thing, me not focusing on money meant I was a drain on everybody else's resources. So I was a consumer of everyone else's wealth. Whereas when you become a millionaire or more, or at least abundantly wealthy, and if you don't like the term millionaire, that's fine, call it what you want. And you can actually be a producer of product, services and money, and you can pay for people's dinners, and you can pay for people's holidays, and you can tip big, then you are a producer and you increase the wealth around you. Now, I don't want to be a drain on everyone that I meet, and I was when I skint. So it's not just for you to be wealthy, you owe it to everyone else around you to increase the quality of life, increase the economy everywhere you go. I wrote quite a long story about a billionaire coming over to Peterborough. And when they come over to Peterborough, all of the things that they impact around the local town and city and restaurants they go to, landing at the airport and getting a private car and meeting up with me and doing joint ventures and all this kind of thing. And it illustrates someone who creates money, not just for themselves, but for others, increases the economy and the inspiration and the production of everybody else around them. So do you want to be the sort of person that increases the economy and therefore the self-worth of everyone and therefore the net worth of everyone around you? Or do you want to be this drain? I know the answer to that one. So don't just get the book on audio. Share the out of the book on audio. All right. Thanks for tuning in. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Rob again, stay with me here because I've got a gift for you. I get asked for these a lot and I thought, well, I'll, I'll leverage my time and yours 
and I will put these four things I get asked a lot into a free gift for you. So if you go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report, then what I've done is I've written for you an article on the top 21 apps I use to create the mobile lifestyle. I've written an article on the 14, my most favorite educational, inspirational, informative documentaries of the you know, most inspiring people in the world. I've written uh, which ones they are and a synopsis of each one. I'm very well known for having lots of very specific goals, detailed vision values. So I'm sharing with you my particular document I use, I PDF'd it for you. And also the fastest ways I know to make money for startup and scale up entrepreneurs. So I've written an article and a detailed report on each one. I've put them all into one. And all you have to do is go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report. You get those for free. I'll never ask anything from you, spam. I'll never spam you, never sell to you. And then also once a week, I'll send you a new article or a new video content that's a bit different that maybe you wouldn't get normally from the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So I hope you find that useful. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.